0: Welcome to this week's episode of the Big Book Living Alive podcast, a weekly podcast showcasing the 1993 Big Book seminar presented by Joe and Charlie in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. I am your host Brad S, and I am an alcoholic. Step four, right in the middle of the process. This is it. We are doing it, folks. All right, we are reviewing our fears. This is the first step. This is the first look deep dive at what motivates, what moves, what causes. So we've got fears, we've got uh, sexual conduct, we've got resentments, we've got a couple of things we'll delve in over the next couple of weeks. But let's start with fear and see what Joe and Charlie have to tell us about working through this in our fourth step.
1: Now Bill gives us on page 68 in the first paragraph basically the same set of instructions To review our fears as he did for resentments, except worded a little bit differently. He's not about to repeat himself exactly the same twice in a row. So we made up another little sheet. It looks exactly like the resentment sheet, practically, and we called it a review of our fears. In column one, we make a list of our fears. We put them on paper like the book tells us. Now, we men, we tend to say, well, we don't have very much fear. We're tough, we're macho. We're not really talking about physical fear. We're talking about all those fears that run through the mind on a continual basis. And if we really examine ourselves, I think most of us will find that we do have an awful lot of fear. We have fears connected with our marriages. We have fears connected with our children. We have fears connected with our jobs. We have fears connected with the federal government. We have fears connected with the police department. We have fears connected with the Internal Revenue Service. We have fears connected with the church. We have fears connected with what other people think of us. And if we really, really would make a list of them, I think we'd be amazed at how many fears we really do have. And again, I don't think we're ever going to realize how much fear dominates and controls our thinking until we get them all down on a sheet of paper and take a look at them. And we begin to realize we've made a decision to let God direct our thinking, and if we have that much fear, then fear directs our thinking and God can't. Same thing we realize with resentments. In column two, we put down the cause of the fear. Now, we're not attempting to psychoanalyze ourselves. I'm not going to say that I'm afraid of the dark, because Mother didn't change my diapers right when I was two years old. You know, some fear is good, just like some resentment can be good. Fear brings caution, and if used correctly, it's a good thing. I'm supposed to be a little bit afraid of the dark anyhow. Why? Well, I don't have headlights, and I can't see at night. And that kind of fear brings caution and keeps me from getting hurt. I've got some fear connected with heights. Why? Well, I don't have wings and I can't fly. And that kind of fear brings a little caution. But if it should keep me from going outside after dark, or if it should keep me from riding in an elevator, then I better look at it very closely because it's controlling and dominating me. I think most of our fears, for most of you, I believe you'll find the same thing that I did. Usually my fears are connected with about one of three things, period. Normally, I'm scared to death because I've done something I shouldn't have done, and I'm scared to death of what they're going to do when they catch me. That's why I was afraid of the police department and the Internal Revenue Service and the federal government and etc. Or I find that I'm scared to death that I've got something and I'm going to lose it. Or I find that I'm scared to death that I want something and I'm not going to get it. Nearly always, my fears revolve around one of those three things. Second column, we just put down the cause of the fear. Third column, what part of self is affected? I can't experience fear unless there's a threat to one of the basic instincts of life. If you threaten my social instincts in any way, if you threaten my security in any way, if you threaten my sex life in any way, or if you threaten my ambitions, my plans for the future in any way, it automatically creates fear. And for the first time, I begin to realize where fear comes from. Just like in resentments, I realize where anger comes from. I begin to realize that fear comes from a threat to one of the basic instincts of life. And now that I know where it comes from, there's a possibility with God's help, maybe I can get a handle on it and I don't have to react with as much fear as I used to. Column four, What's the exact nature of the wrong? Now, the fear is the wrong. It's defined as incorrect believing, and we'll find in a majority of the cases that our fears are incorrect believing. Now, the exact nature of the wrong is the fear. The fear is the wrong, but the exact nature of it is what's within me that allows it in the first place. And if I wasn't so selfish, I wouldn't have to experience near as much fear. I wouldn't have to be afraid of losing what I've already got or not getting what I want. If I was not so dishonest, I wouldn't be lying and cheating and stealing and have to be scared to death or what are they going to do if they catch me. If my nature wasn't so frightened in the first place, I wouldn't have to experience as much fear. If I considered other people's needs, wants, and desires ahead of my own, I wouldn't have to experience as much fear. And I find the same four basic character defects create the fear as they did for the resentments. So basically all we're doing in this second part of the inventory is reviewing fears instead of reviewing resentments, and we follow the same exact procedure. Now, we said on our resentments when we got them all down on paper and really took an honest look at them. About 95% of them would disappear because they looked so stupid. <laughs> Now, if you think resentments look stupid on paper, wait till you get your fears on paper. They look double, double dumb. When you get them down there and really get an honest look at them, they just look dumb as hell. And I think about 98% of your fears are going to disappear simply by looking at them, seeing the truth of them, and how dumb they really are. There's probably going to be, though, one or two or three deep fears deeply embedded that we've had for a long long time and perhaps they're not going to leave us during the inventory process so for those fears we're going to use the same thing that we did for resentments we now come to the second prayer in step four we hear always about the step three step seven prayers but never about the step four prayers joe
2: Now, this self-reliant attitude, my very best thinking, my very best attitude that I had, that I didn't need God, nothing, or nobody had failed me, you see. So I needed a new attitude, and so I started thinking about using and and depending upon God. And it says here that perhaps there's a better way. We think so, for we're now on a different basis. We're on the basis of trusting and relying upon God. We trust our infinite God rather than our finite selves. We're in the world to play the role he assigns. Just to the extent that we do as we think he would have us and humbly rely on him, does he enable us to match calamity with serenity. And we never apologize to anyone for depending upon our own, our creator. We can laugh at those who think that spirituality is the way of weakness. Paradoxically, it's the way of strength. The verdict of the ages is that faith means courage. All men of faith have courage. They trust their God. We never apologize for God. Instead, we let him demonstrate through us what he can do. Here's the prayer. We ask him to remove our fear and direct our attention to what he would have us be. At once, we commence to outgrow fear. And I begin to try to practice that idea. I begin to try to not be so self-reliant depending upon me, but start depending upon God and ask God to direct my life and my thinking. And at once, I commence to outgrow fear and it took a long time you see this book recognizes over and over and over again that you can't heal a sick mind with a sick mind it must have god's help and i begin to see that and i begin to rely upon god and slowly over a period of time i have total reliance
1: upon god i feel today you know we heard the 12 promises read to us a while ago but i think we fail to realize there's promises all the way through the book And one of the greatest promises I find in the book is this one regarding fear. It says we ask God to remove our fear and ask him what he would have us be instead. And at once we commence to outgrow that fear. Those fears that don't disappear through the inventory process, we can take those one at a time just like we did with resentments. And through prayer over a period of time we can get rid of those also. You know, if we ask God to remove those and ask him to direct our attention to what he would have us be instead, sooner or later those fears are going to be replaced by courage and by faith. Now just think, this little file cabinet I had up in my head yesterday, it was completely full of the damaged, unsentable goods called fear. Now that they are removed, they're going to have to be replaced by something else. And the only thing that can replace them will be the opposite of the fear, which is faith and courage. And again, I was amazed to realize I didn't have to go to any other fellowships or read any other books to find faith and courage. If God has always dwelled within me, then that's always been a part of my makeup. I just never could use it before. In my chase for money, power, prestige, and sex, faith and courage had to be repressed, and I began to operate on fear, resentment, and all those other things that went with it. But now that the fear is gone, those things automatically begin to come to the surface. And again, I'm in much less chance of drinking now than I was before I started the inventory process. There's nothing negative about this at all. Two-thirds of my store has now been cleaned up Two-thirds of my store, the damaged and unsalable goods have disappeared and been replaced with good items in stock. A very, very positive happening. Now also, if you have a fear that you really don't want to get rid of, knowing full well that it might get you drunk, then again, we better look very, very closely at that fear and see what we're doing with it. Fear, just like resentment, we can use it for rationalization and justification. And we have those that we really don't want to turn loose of. We better look at them very closely and see what we're doing with them. Let me give you a for instance of where we can use fear for rationalization and justification. How many of you in this room this morning would like to go back to school and finish your education? Be truthful with me. Let me see your hands. How many would like to do that? A whole bunch of you. Now let me ask you another question. How many of you are really going to do that? Be truthful. Let me see your hands. Less than half that number went up this time. Why? Nothing in the world but fear. Fear we can't measure up. Fear of failure. Fear that we're going to look bad, etc. Keeps us from doing things we really would like to do. Sometimes fear also can be used to justify doing things that we know good and well we shouldn't be doing in the first place. So if we've got those kind of fears, we better look at them very closely because they are controlling and dominating our thinking. And we've made a decision to let God do that, and if fear does, then we can't. You know, in my particular case, one thing I've always loved to do all my life, I love to work with my hands. And I always wanted to build a set of kitchen cabinets. For some reason, I just always looked like that's the thing I ought to do. But I never would build a set of them because I was afraid there would be a lot of mistakes, people would laugh, and I would be embarrassed because I wasn't trained in how to do that. Well, one day after working this program for a period of time, I got enough courage to build myself a set of kitchen cabinets. They don't look very good, and there's a lot of mistakes, and people laugh, but I really don't give a damn anymore, you see. <laughs> this thing really does work if we'll work at it. Okay, we've removed now two of the things that block us off from the sunlight of the spirit, and now we're going to start looking at the third common manifestation of self. Joe?
0: Fear runs pretty deep, and as mentioned in Joe and Charlie. Sometimes fear is good. I mean, I don't like spiders and snakes, and I have a very healthy fear of them, and that's good. But some of my fears, fear of what the police would do to me when I was in active addiction, or fear of what other people thought of me at work, because I knew I wasn't giving my all. So, taking this inventory, and looking at this review, and drilling down, is how we free, or how I freed myself from these fears and it's not a pretty look sometimes the deep dive opens up wounds but that is where the healing of the other steps will definitely help and the fourth step prayer can also be used to help us see that we need to release ourselves from these fears if we're going to let love into our hearts I also wanted to mention that you don't have to use worksheets like we do in our weekly Joe and Charlie meeting that I attend. You can go to page 63, grab a pen and paper, and do the original step four as it was outlined by Bill W. in the book. There is no right or wrong way. Some people do find that a worksheet does help bring out the different areas or some of the subject or underlying issues they might not think of, but there is no need to use any other form, any other material, except the big book. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode as much as I did. If you'd like just the raw Joe and Charlie portion of the podcast, that is available on our Patreon site. The link to that is available on our website or in the pinned comment. Until next week, this is the Big Book Living Alive, Joe and Charlie Podcast.